Hey guys, this is Dustin Bogle with Kokomo Fitness in Hesperia, the best fitness training studio in the high desert. Specialize in burning body fat, belly fat actually, um, increasing energy levels. We're over here in the Fresh and Easy Shopping Center off Main and Topaz. Uh, come check us out. More details can be found at facebook.com slash kokomofitnessesperia or kokomofitness.com. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Holly. What? I got their microphone. Sweet. What do you want to do with it? Oh, oh, no, I have an idea. Oh, you are not sticking this in my ass like last time. <clears throat> Dude, I was, shh, I was going to say we could tell them about our show. Oh, that's probably a way better idea. And way less lube. Yes. Guys, come visit us at our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash two marks and a chick. And that's two, the number two, not T-W-O. Hey, what, what are you guys doing? Ah! Why? Uh, <clears throat> uh, Why the fuck not coming in 2013? That asshole said. Good evening, Royal Pussy Trolls. My name is Phil. And my name is Josh. My name is Robin. We're going to North California. I'm so happy that you're here. Hello. As you can tell, or maybe guess, <laughs> we are being held hostage by our loyal stalker, Robin. And she's broken into Phil's house, and she's here to sit in with us on this episode of Nowhere, California, which is episode 24 now. Yes. Um, she claimed the, the title of stalker a couple episode, dozen episodes ago. And you said the early stages? Yeah, the early stages of uh, Nowhere, California, but also actually thinking about it right now. Speaking of early stages of Alzheimer's, isn't um, your birthday coming up? I do not have pancakes! Now, look, I know you're going to give me grief about growing older, but you know what? At least I still have my hair on my head, okay? Well, the fact, you know, if you want to start throwing out that hair comedy again first, like I said last year, fuck you! Yeah! <laughs> and two, this is going to be posted on your birthday, so the last recorded evidence of you speaking will be on your birthday. Oh, sweet. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Mom, do not look in the closet. You don't want to find out what's there. We all have yeah. skeletons, right? And it's his animal porn collection. And that hooker I wrote earlier. Yeah. yeah that, that, hot. That was nice. <laughs> no head. Oh, I know how you like him. Yeah, I just love women that give head. <laughs> so, speaking of dick jokes, and really good, well-placed dick jokes, yeah. I am a big fan of Mel Brooks. Who isn't? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think everybody here is pretty much a big fan, right? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, my favorite movie to this day. <laughs> Robin is not in agreement on a yeah. non-video podcast. Rob, Robin, the most effective person on this podcast. I was going to say, Robin, honey, the mic can't pick up your nod. <laughs> How if so, I just smash my head against it? <laughs> okay, now it's picking yeah. up the knots. So. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Now, you uh, did you want to share uh, like some of the stuff? We got a we got a list here that we're actually controlling to make sure we got our facts straight. Yeah, we're basically going to delve into kind of uh, the life of Mel Brooks and go into his directorial canon. Since if we went into everything else, we'd have to do several episodes. We're we're not really worthy to give you an autobiography on his life, but we can <clears throat> definitely tell you. Um, this man had a wonderful influence on comedy, really? uh, an influence on life in general, um, and he still maintains that today. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, he's he's retired from pictures, and he do, he now does currently uh, directing uh, plays uh, that, that, so. he, that he wrote. 
Yeah, he didn't do. He didn't direct producers. No. No, but he did uh, produce the producers. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Um, and uh, yeah, he's basically almost a uh, producer mostly now. Yeah, he'll consult stuff. Yeah. And honestly, if there's a director that's working with him as a producer, if they don't go to him for directorial advice, fucking stupid. They really should because <laughs> the man knows his stuff. No, yeah. He's just, um, he's just brilliant. And I guess uh, to start off, I guess. Um, <clears throat> You want to talk about his birth name? Or? His birth name. And actually, you were talking about that earlier. You, you yeah, yeah. It's funny uh, because, you know, as most people know, Mel Brooks is Jewish. And yes. You yeah. shocked me there. I thought he was a priest. Now, that's not a tip. Yeah, I don't know if it's the rich cultural uh, influence or whatever it is, but I don't know why Jews are so damn funny. I mean, every single one of them, I mean, they're brilliant. It's the hair. They're mostly. Tiny hats. Yeah, the little tiny hats. Oh, they. Yes. Yeah. But he, he actually, I think he created the stereotype, and I think. Uh, the positive he, stereotype. Exactly. And he really is. His, his birth name is Melvin Kaminsky. <laughs> Jew. That is probably the <laughs> biggest Jewish name. I have ever heard in my life. We're going to say Jew and Jewish a lot. It is all loaded with love because I have not met a Jewish person I did not adore. I'm Jewish. Awesome. I'm not, I'm not Jewish. Oh. No. <laughs> you you are the letter writers. I'm fucking Jewish. Okay, there you go. Fuck you guys. I sanction this. There you go. So, Mel Brooks was born uh, June 28th of 1926 in Brooklyn of all places. Uh, and you know what? It shows. Yeah. He's got the Brooklyn Brogue. Yeah. You know, and uh, but only you can really understand him. You know, um, he's just a very uh, talented guy. And what was his directorial uh, debut exactly? Oh, of course. Nobody knows this. They're kind of stupid, but um, it's the producers. It was the producers. The producers was his directorial debut. Oh, okay. His directorial and writing debut. Sweet. Yeah. So he like struck gold from the very beginning. Then. Oh yeah, he knew what he was doing right off the bat. And there's there's a yeah. little sign of his genius there, and, and also to a sign of uh, how much he loves making fun of the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with springtime for Hitler. You know, if if you know, it's Hitler's fault for giving the Jews so much ammo. <laughs> ammo, and that's probably why most Jewish people are comedians. Exactly. I mean, they've turned this entire thing around and almost turned it into a strength. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, you, it's I forget where I heard it before. You never really see any really German comics. No, you don't. They have no sense of humor. Germans are not funny. Now I am actually German, and now I'm offended. Now I'm gonna run the fuck. I've got a German background. I've got a German background, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Guys, I got arm. I can be very, I can be tell, I can be wound very tight at times, and I can admit, I mean, I'm hit or miss. I mean, if I was Jewish, I'd be funny all the time. But you know, sorry, that was that was just offensive. But no, I like one of the. Uh, one of the jokes I think I heard him uh, tell on a night sh uh, on a late show once, he uh, talked about how this Jewish guy goes into uh, a quickie mart and he uh, buys one of those uh, uh, quick picks, a one of those dollar lottery tickets, one where you scratch. So he scratches and he wins thirty thousand dollars, or no, a hundred thousand dollars. Sorry, I almost fucked up the punchline here. Anyway, he gets he wins a hundred thousand dollars and they're like, well, well, how do I how do I collect and stuff like that. So. The guy says, well, uh, you can either uh, take it in uh, payments, you know, you get a certain amount of money a year, or uh, you, if, if you want to get it all now, you get, uh, you get like, uh, after taxes, you'll only get to keep $30,000. <laughs> and the Jewish guy just goes, give me my, give me my dollar back. <laughs> 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 because all that 
You know, just getting his dollar back is just too much work. Yeah. And I heard him tell that uh, tell that uh, joke, and it was just a lot of a lot of fun. And he's just a, a like I said, very influential. Uh, from what I understand, very down to earth guy. I had a uh, teacher that was like in an elevator with him, and uh, he uh, he made small talk. He's like, nice weather, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, my uh, my uh, like teacher was like starstruck because yeah. he was a diehard Mel Brooks fan. Brooks, that's Mel fucking Brooks, and uh, nobody has d- earned uh, retirement like he has. Oh yeah, and um, <clears throat> he uh, retired from the producers alone and had a legacy. Oh yeah, he uh, could have. Like, you know, it's kind of like you know how you don't see like uh, Kurt Russell do much now. It's like all the people we really want to see again, the people we love and adore. You don't see too much of him anymore. Because Hollywood's shit right now. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, maybe it's good that Mel Brooks does kind of leave his career on a high note. Oh, yeah. Because it, it is a very uh, high note. And he, uh, um, uh, you guys can interject here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. I think he perfected satire. That's a given. Yeah. I am going to disagree a little bit. Okay, well, his that's first, okay. His first really really amazing, oh my god, best Mel Brooks movie ever, it was Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah! And the producers can't touch Blazing Saddles. No, that's true. Oh no, 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 I love it. It's really just racist and great. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 well, like a yay racism, but you know. Well, you know the thing it. is, it's strange that he could take something as offensive and as scary as racism and make it funny. Funny as hell. And the original title for Blazing Saddles was Black Bart, but then they decided to change it because people thought it'd be too racist. Exactly. Which is strange. I know. <laughs> the original, the original <laughs> person that was supposed to star in that was Richard Pryor. But right. of course, was it a conflicting schedule? Or? No, the studio was too scared shitless. Oh, he has really? caught himself on fire. Oh, no. okay, go uh, back. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh, no, that was. I think it was young. Blazing Saddles. I was like, because that would be, uh, that would be awesome. Can I explain it? Look, no, seriously. Guys, we know there's makeup. It's cool. We can have a wig. Not a problem. <laughs> no, no, no. Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> He's fine. George Carlin, I mean, uh, yeah, George Carlin said it best. He goes, Richard Pryor leads me one to nothing on burning yourself up. <laughs> oh, first, he had the best joke. He, he took a, a, a lit match. It's on one of his specials. He took a lit match and he blew it out. And he goes, what's this? Richard Pryor on Dead Street. thing <laughs> <laughs> Like that is awesome. You, yes, when you when you can laugh at the mistakes that you've made oh, in yeah. life, you're 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 king. Well, well there's, not, there's not much. There's nowhere else you can go with that. No, there's as, not. As long as you survive, you can laugh. Yes. Yeah. I was this junkie this one time when I lit myself on fire. That's never going to end in a solid no. No, it's not. It's, it's it's not. No. You're either gonna kill yourself or you're gonna laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he played to his strength, and exactly. that's the whole. Thing. Mel Brooks has always played to his strengths. Exactly. Um, uh, one of his uh, good strengths, um, uh, um, like I said, you weren't really disagreeing with me. It's like, I mean, he approved. We were going to get the Blazing Saddles. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. totally about the, um, that he could have stopped with producers. People love producers. Ooh. I don't think that producers was as, I, again, didn't research myself. Uh-huh. But, um, you never research. Yeah, no, <laughs> research. Fuck you, Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> IMDB, our crack, okay. Our crack um, research team is built. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that was one that people found later. I it don't is, think that yeah. it had a huge success or a huge fandom before. No. I actually think, uh, well, some of the newer people anyway. I had seen it millions of years ago, but I'm a little part. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, no, I, a lot of people found it after it hit Broadway. And I, yeah. You know, and and it, even still, they're kind of like, no, it's really it's 
good. It's really, really good. They're solid. Yeah. It's really good writing. Mm -hmm. It cannot hold a candle to. I, I will actually have to agree with you there. He could, I, we're saying he could have retired with producers, but we're grateful that he's yeah. not because yeah. he brought us more gold after yeah, that. Yeah, blazing and saddles. Another biggest, <laughs> not just blazing saddles, but one of my favorite satires of all time. I've mentioned it on the show a million times. Is Spaceballs? Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has satired uh, Star Wars in some way, shape, or form. But the one that did it, well, pretty did it first right. and did it right and really did justice to it was uh, <clears throat> Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. And one of his crying achievements, and it's funny that his, uh, well, he says that something he had, I'm sorry, he's had many crying achievements, but one thing that he was personally proud of, and it is one of my favorite scenes, is the scene where um, they're watching uh, in Spaceballs in order to you know, the bad guys decide to watch the movie. Yeah, and before it's even done. <laughs> yes, and the part where they rent it and that whole, he says the whole dialogue and it's good with the guy who plays Colonel Sanders and Rick Moranis, they are just flawless yeah. looking at the screen and going back and, back forth, and forth and they go, what the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? It happens now. now. You're looking at now, yeah. sir. <laughs> Anything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon, and it, it was just, it was a well written, very well put together scene, and it's uh, there's I mean there's gold in that entire movie, but that part I roll every time. It's who's on first in space. It is. Yeah, it is best way to. Yeah. Oh, especially the part where they redo the yeah, I mean the ludicrous scene. I mean ludicrous speed. Oh, that God. scene alone was funny, but then when they play it again when they're renting it, ludicrous speed, go, and he goes, no, go past this, goes past this part. Never show this again. In fact, never play this part again. I mean, they took something that's like, okay, it was funny the first time, and then you go and revisit it, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, it gets a laugh twice. Mel Brooks told the same joke and got the same laugh. And there's another How do you do that? There's that's another brilliant. thing that was pure gold was the scene with Rick Maranis when he's in his uh -huh. quarter, his offices area with the dolls. That was ad lib, wasn't it? Was it was completely ad lib. Yes. Mel Brooks came on his head, gave Rick Maranis the dolls, and said, do what you can. And, Mel, and and Rick Moranis was just there, and he said, oh, yes, Jewish princesses are attracted to wealth and power. And the whole part of them coming in there. And he, now, that is just the part of the magic. It wasn't written in the original script. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's fun with the talent that you have when he, uh, that's another thing he was good at. He he didn't hire novices. Yeah, he just didn't That person's hot, let's bring them in. And there's trust there. I mean, to actually walk up, and you could walk up and say, hey, Rick, um, I got these toys here. And you know he's he he plugged the whole making fun of merchandise. Yeah. I want to make fun of merchandise again. Can you play with these? And Rick Moranis looks at the dolls. He goes, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. So that yeah, kind of shows the genius of Rick Moranis. It is. SCTV. Uh, that's one thing he was really good at. He yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking that they knew what they were getting, which is brilliant. It is. You, say you, I'm going to let this person just take it, run with it, because I know that they can do that. He knew he knew how to work his actors. The actors trusted him. Acting is choice, and there was a lot of trust there, and you could just definitely tell, you know, they, they sell it and they take it seriously, but you could tell that the actors were, are just having a ball oh, on yeah. screen. You can yeah, just the tell. entire cast, John Candy as Barf, Coleman, keep forgetting the name of Vespa. Uh, Princess Vespa? Who played her? Uh, I'm so sorry, but yeah, her. Uh, I want you to I am being Or you can Google it. Yeah. You can Google, Google it. it. Yeah. She's, uh, just because I don't know her, I don't. I, I thought she was brilliant in the movie. The one scene where they're in the cell and she starts singing. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. Such an attractive actress and everything. Just going, you know, I'll go, bitch. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite parts is with her. She goes, my hair! 
You yeah. shot my ear, son of a bitch. And then she shoots uh, all those guys out. And John, I think it was completely uh, another one thing that surprised. Yeah, it was that lip. I think it was that lip. Yes, it was. John Candy just walks out and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> and another thing, I mean, there was a lot of that libs on there. And one of them was where the guy, the, the guys are pulling him over. And John Candy just gives him the bird and he goes, <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. I mean, you don't expect it. Well, on any set for Mel Brooks, he probably, he gives him the script, but goes, you know what? Have you got anything else? Roll with it. Roll with it. And that's exactly what they did, especially with the completely, another unwritten funny line was, you know, the only line that was written was, hey, those are the guys that stole our uniforms. But the other actor didn't have a line, but he added one. He said, hey, those are the guys that stole our uniforms. Yeah, beat the shit out of us, too. <laughs> it's and the stuff that they keep, it's just golden because it's it, it's stuff, uh, you can catch a lot of magic when it's not rehearsed, and he, he did that on a lot of productions. Yeah, it, with uh, Spaceballs, too, I believe it is um, either next month, being November, yeah. or this month, October, I completely forget the release date. There is an anniversary Blu-ray edition coming out. Oh, like, God. A legitimate anniversary edition coming out. And uh, the last Blu-ray that they actually made, and I love this... Um, it kind of showed like how close he was to the artists. He had a dedication to uh, John Candy. Oh, yeah. he had a dedication um, to John Candy in the original DVD, DVD release. release. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, he just did the gentle giant, like heart of heart of gold and oh. stuff like that. He, uh, he, he insisted that he goes, I don't want the blue, I don't want the DVD out without a tribute. No, to yeah, exactly. Gentleman. And I just, I that's just a spot on. You know, good, you know he's a good character. Yeah, it is. And part of what makes him uh, a good dude is, is he's able to swallow his pride because um, you you said that uh, Gene Wilder and him, they yeah. had they had issues creatively. Uh, yeah, creatively. they argued over the uh, dancing scene in um, uh, Young Frankenstein. One of the most yeah. Which is the best scene. Yeah. And he was just, it, Gene Wilder really, really fought tooth and nail for that. And mm -hmm. it was when, I think, he, I think it was when he saw the dailies. Yeah. He actually called him and... Completely ate shit like a man. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know how to eat shit. Yeah, yeah. He, he had did. to be really smart to just be able to go. Yeah, I fucked up. What are you gonna do? Yeah, he did. And Apparently, then show, see him at work the next day. <laughs> the story goes uh, that you know Mel Mel Brooks like completely lost it. I mean, he was screaming, he was having yeah. a fit, and he walked off the stage. And both uh, he and Gene Wilder, they they had words. It was one real serious argument. And like you said, he then swallowed his pride. The later that evening, he calls Gene Wilder and he says. Who the hell was that schmuck that was screaming and running like you a should fire that bomb? Yeah, like a lunatic. And uh, you know, most artists today they don't swallow their pride like that. No, no. And not. he did. And the thing is, what they turned out with Young Frankenstein was something once again gold. Yeah. Mel Brooks was doing spaceballs. He wanted to make sure Lucas was cool with it. Yeah. And he went to him right off the bat and said, "This is what I want to do." And Lucas was a fan. He liked mm -hmm. High Anxiety, and then he liked Young Frankenstein. He's like, "Go ahead." And one yeah. of the underrated classics of Mel Brooks is Higher Anxiety. Yes. The one that mm -hmm. totally takes off on everything is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And, and uh, Alfred Hitchcock actually liked it, didn't he? Yeah. But the whole thing... No, that's kind of the key thing with that. Go ahead. They did the premiere. Hitchcock was there. At the end, Hitchcock got up, walked out, didn't say a didn't word. Didn't say a word, right? Mel Brooks that was, was Hitchcock. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Yeah. Mel Brooks was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Next day at the Brooks' office, he got a case of wine... And a note from Hitchcock saying he loved the movie. That is totally awesome to yeah. see that. You know, you could see a man. I could just imagine. You know, like um, Alfred Hitchcock. From what I understand, he didn't express really his emotions. He would sit down, and I could imagine him looking. You know, just with that real straight face, watching uh, High Anxiety, and then walking out, and Brooks like panicking. But 
getting in the car and then fucking, fucking laughing. Yes, <laughs> laughing. Yeah, he fucking did that. And he had him in hysterics. And the thing is, it takes a big person to say it's like you know because well they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, and I don't think that is any less true with because I actually got interested in Star Wars. By watching exactly. Spaceballs. Same here. I actually thought Spaceballs was like Star Wars 4 when I was a kid. I didn't know. <laughs> okay. I thought they were all supposed to be funny, but oh, yeah, I want to go that far. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was a kid. I was a kid. I didn't know. That's how good the satire was. Rosie walks at you. Probably oh. was like two weeks ago. Oh, people are going to. I'm like, no, screw you. People are going to kick the living shit out of me. They're like, yeah. no, it's a Western in space, motherfucker. Star Wars sucks. Fucking, that's such a fucking guy movie. There's the Holy Trilogy. <laughs> At least two demographics that are fucking pissed off right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, so fuck you guys. Oh my god, that stupid ranch. Oh my lord. Skywalker Ranch. Honestly, that sounded like the opening to Pee Wee. And Loki's Playhouse. It's pitchy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what you've done. I'm going to be listening to that in my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, we talk now. You know, that's funny. Well, you know, that's the beauty of Cindy Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are we doing a Pee Wee episode, guys? There, a, there will be a Pee Wee episode. Big Pee Wee, Big Adventure, and oh, yeah, there's, Big Pop Pee Wee. They're, 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 they're the fucking show. I have every yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely check up on that. <laughs> episode, let's say, 34. Okay. Pee Wee Herman. Cool. Um... Well, one thing, like I said, I, I t- said he knows how to uh, cast his talent. Oh, perfect. There was an incident with uh, Steven Weber and Dracula. Uh, Dracula had lemon it. Yeah. Uh, what exactly went, uh, went Basically, on? in the scene, he was going to Dracula's coffin to freaking end him. Yeah. The thing Mel Brooks did not tell Steven Weber was the amount of blood that was going to be spewing out. And he didn't tell him? Yeah. Yes. He did not tell him a single word. He was just like, go do it. So they do that. You know, it's funny, now that you mention that, I can actually see Steven Weber suppressing laughter. We will post this clip on the Facebook page. We will, we will, but as the scene goes, he does do it, and yes, Steven Weber gets a real big wet one in, in the face. Yeah. And he, you hear him going, and he's trying to shield it like the like the actor is crying. Yeah. Or like the character is crying, because that's the sign of a good actor. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, good Lord! There's so much blood! Like, and, and what, what Stephen Weber was trying not to do was trying not to laugh. Die laughing. And then he does it again. He does it again, and he gets more blood on him. He's like, "Was that artery?" She just ate, and he's still holding onto it. And I could just see him suppressing laughter, and it's all—it had to have been done in one take. But there was no blood on the walls or anything. And I know they reset that stuff, oh, but yeah. I've heard that it was a very candid scene, and that's. Um, Mel Brooks is really big with candid scenes. I mean, he rehearses. Oh, yeah. He rehearses, but when they're filming, it's like, okay, we're going to have the blood on this time. You know, it's like we go, he does a dry run. <laughs> I guess what you would call it, he did the dry run. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, this time the blood's going to squirt on you. Just keep. It'll just be a trickle, probably. Yeah, probably a trickle. I'm not sure how these things work. <laughs> and that was one of the reasons he went behind. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Stephen Weber, because when they did the dry run, he uh, there was an interview with Stephen Weber. He goes, I was wondering. Uh, Mel was right next to me when we did the dry run, but I was wondering why he he actually said, "Wait a second. Uh, before before <laughs> he, he, that, he went and hit it, and I uh, I just rolled with it, but I remember what the hell was he doing? And then when I hit the you know when I hit the pump for the first time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's 
Oh yeah. yeah. They were laughing about it. Why the hell did you do that? I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best way to do anything. Is it is. It's, it's because it's fun. And, and, and the, there, there, I don't think there's a funnier gentleman than, than he. When he did the score, the way that he does the scores, if you watch the movies back, mm -hmm. he doesn't step on the jokes, which I appreciate because that's it's a skill. Yeah. Like so many movies could have been so much better if they would have just left it the fuck alone. But uh, scoring a movie to death, I think, is the quickest way to kill it. Uh, exactly. There's too many movies that get killed. He, he never he never missed the punchline. Oh yeah. And as a matter of fact, he, the music is you know kind of contributes to where even you know it works for him. Even the schlocky, stupid like gimmick of breaking that fourth wall of the person actually staring at the camera in other people's hands. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Job. Oh yeah, terrible. With Mel Brooks, always perfect. He makes it just the right amount of silence and yeah. just the right length. Yeah, or exactly. just over the right length, which is also awesome. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> even the line, it's a very simple line, like, you know, it looks like some kind of hot tub time machine. That breaking wall joke sucked. Yeah. And I can't figure out why, yeah. but it sucked. The, but Mel Brooks can pull it off. He pulled it off perfectly. The only other person I have ever seen able to, was able to do the breaking the fourth wall was Kevin Smith with uh, Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back, the whole Ben Affleck scene. But right. it was just quick. It was just quick. Kevin looking at the camera going, Yeah, exactly. Part of that is because people watching it know what they're getting. Yeah, and you can do the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, which yeah. uh, I didn't always, I, you don't feel kind of like that. You don't have to be like, oh, I know what I'm getting when I sit down and watch a Mel Brooks movie for it to go, oh, okay, cool, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. No, it actually, like it actually played to the strengths because, you know, I mean, once again, you know, it was the same 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 aspect there he is. I mean, I don't, it wasn't really a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He doesn't really make that much eye contact with the camera. Yeah. He just says, well, who are they going to get to play him? I don't know, probably Ben Affleck or Matt Damon. I mean, he's just, he's just so standoffish about it, and yeah. the thing is, uh, he's like <laughs> Ben, uh, you know, Ben Affleck at his best. I mean, he's he's all primped, and there he is talking shit about himself. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, he is probably the only one that's pulled it off, but, you know, Kevin Smith, he's he's made some whoppers. Oh, yeah, too. there's a girl. But, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but Mel Brooks... Yeah. I'm it's a good movie, sad. though. Jersey Girl was it a good movie. It hurts my feelings. Mm. Oh, sad. No, that movie hurts my feelings. It's really that bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. No, no. no. I'm, really, no I'm, I'm really in pain here. Oh, poor Kevin. <laughs> no, but Mel no, um, Brooks, I don't think... <laughs> I can't count too many mistakes he's made if you... Uh, unless you discount his appearance in Little Rascals, which I think is the best part. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no. I just... Uh, he, his work is fun to watch. He is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I... Um, in I love talking about his uh, the way he satires satires life. Yeah. Uh, one thing he did in history of the world, he satired uh, you know uh, you know the, the the film critics and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And how he did that, and it was, uh, I suppose you could say it's subtle in a way. Yeah, yeah. But here he is. He goes uh, with the first uh, with the first artist came the first critic, and what you have is the man you know this caveman made a cave painting yeah. on the on the stone wall. And another caveman came up, and he pissed on it. So, <laughs> as subtle as a piss joke can be. <laughs> yes, but that it it worked. It works, and a lot of the stuff he does is work. Yeah, satire today does not work <laughs> because you know, like I said, you're, they're hiring a bunch of novices that say, oh, we, we, we know we're, we're, no, we're being funny, the scene's supposed to be funny, <laughs> laugh, laugh, laugh. But no, when uh, the way Mel Brooks says, is like, take this, I dare you to take this seriously. Yeah. That's what he does. He takes the audience aside and says, try not to laugh. I dare you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and that's uh, that's how he goes there. So yeah. you, you, do you have more to talk about? Um, the way he satires and the yeah, way he basically the way he satires and everything. Back to like how he picks for movies with Spaceballs. It was mainly uh, <clears throat> uh, jump on Star Wars, but the diner scene. Oh God, yes. going for aliens. And what did he get? The, the, actual, the actual actor that, that was did in the that scene. Buster scene in yes. the actual the original Aliens movie. And, and the best line of that closing sequence. Oh no! Not, Not again! <laughs> and then the alien breaks out and saw me dance. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. That part. I mean, you know, because the thing is, I was a big fan of Michigan Frog when I was yeah. a kid. And when the alien did that, I mean. I didn't know you could probably almost die from laughter. You could get close with the close to it. I could not breathe. I, I think it's. <laughs> I think it goes. You you laugh until you pee, then you poop, and then you die. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you I, poo, you gotta start worrying. I probably would have lost all control of my bodily functions if I was full. Thankfully, I wasn't. But I mean, I was on the floor. I'm a, I'm just I'm just a six year old kid, and you know, just like, and I get that joke. Yeah. I'm on the ground and I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard it hurts. Mm -hmm. And that is just the kind of hurt that I enjoy so much. I mean, I'm tearing up right now because that's the kind of humor he inter he, he interjects. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, um, the gift of laughter oh, yeah. is something that he's really given to us. And that is one hell of a gift to laugh so hard that it hurts. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it leaves you feeling wonderful at the very end. It's really awesome. And like we discussed before too, um, with the casting and everything that he's done, yeah, the male roles and everything, <coughs> you know, that he chose them perfectly. Yeah, like he took his time out and everything, but you know, he probably took a whole extra effort when he came to uh, casting the actresses. Oh man, in his movies because they were flawless. Yeah, because they, it, it, there's always that stupid BS thing of. Oh, women are funny. You know what? No. <laughs> no. That's bullshit. The women of uh, Mel Brooks's films were hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, the women of his life were hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Was his wife in History of the World? I can't remember um, if his wife was actually uh, yeah. in it. I, I, because I don't know. He, he's worked opposite, and he's worked off his wife a lot. Yeah. Uh, but there was this one, and I'm not sure if it was his wife or not in this one scene but there's this uh, one part you know, he, you know he has that thing you know it's good to be the king yeah but there's this one scene where this lady's throwing himself at him and he can't you know he can't really interject he can't do anything and she's on the ground and she's like she's she's on the bench going come on come on hop 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 I mean no, um, <laughs> they're, they're colorful and Bancroft's first uh, um, Mel Brooks movie was Blazing Saddles she was a extra uncredited okay all right, Thank so you, IMDb. No problem. Okay, so that wasn't her, but that was one of the people that yeah. he had was smart enough to hire with her. Another one was B. Arthur. Yeah. B. Arthur in History of the World. There she is, is the uh, the the unemployment office in this Greek in this in Greece. Yeah. And she's like, "So what are you?" He goes, "Well, I'm a soothsayer." All right, so you're a bullshitter. <laughs> he goes, "No, no, no, I'm not like." This. She goes, "Look, just answer the questions, okay? All right, fine." Did you try the bullshit this week? You know, you know you're going to get his unemployment check or whatever it is. But I just love that. I'm a soothsayer. You're a bullshit. <laughs> and Robin, you were talking about uh, Madame Khan earlier, too. Yes. yes. He just had beautiful women. No, yeah. Beautiful, talented, ridiculous women who I, you know, it's gross to me that if he hadn't been making movies, you wouldn't have known who they were. Exactly. Unless you follow yeah. theater and, 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 you know, 
Well, yeah, you know, he Stuff. once again, just like he hired real actors, he hired real actresses. Yeah, and they were amazing. Yes, find someone to rival Madeline Kahn now. Yeah, you yeah. cannot uh, do no, it. there's nobody that can touch. No, uh, uh-uh. and or even so his like we just mentioned, his wife Anne Bancroft. Mm-hmm. Oh God, she was like, I, I, if I remember the quote correctly, Mel Brooks said that she was his Obi Wan because she led him to the the. The force, basically. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they were they were buds. Yeah, and he uh, they were. Well, let's see. Um, yeah, they got married um, uh, August of nineteen sixty four, and she passed away June in two thousand five. Yeah, and that's, and that's what separated them is her, you know, her death. Fuck being a Hollywood marriage. That's a marriage. That was. <laughs> I mean, that was a true a true on partnership, and that's something very magical to that because not everybody, you know, especially if when you're in Hollywood, not everybody has that kind. No, of No, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a shame that she was taken away from him yeah. uh, so uh, so soon on. I mean, he's he's by himself, but he doesn't see it that way. Oh, I yeah. think he that dude will right. always have like that spark of life. That it will. Yeah. That, yeah. And the thing that, is, he still he still adores her. Yeah. That and that spark that Anne Bancroft gave to him, he's carrying. He's carrying it for two now, and yeah. it's just it's it's awesome. You know, you say behind every great man is a great woman, and yeah. uh, I don't think there's. Any more truer statement than Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft? Yeah, it's 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 just on, a magical thing. On the upside, they had a fantastic. And then I choked and died. <laughs> they had a fantastic fucking run. I mean, oh, they did. Those yeah. marriages are like you know three years. Okay, oh, yeah, we did it. Right. Ten years. And like any marriage where it's two people who have lives, uh-huh. choose to hang out. They were. I, good. It's not like I'm stuck in this shitty relationship. Yeah. It's I. I'm over here. I'm, you're over there. And you know what? I want to be over there with you sometimes. It's and cool. you know, and she's got it's a name groovy. of her own. You know, as a, as an actress, she wasn't just known as Mel Brooks. She exactly. had her own yeah. chops she was and her own crap, crap going yeah. on. And she was badass. Yeah, just a hundred percent badass is what she was. Being an actor myself, I can probably go on and on about the end jokes and trivia. <laughs> you know that involves Mel Brooks. Um, we could do several episodes yeah. on the and, and the people associated with them. But like I said, speaking as an artist myself, I just I have a human, uh, humongous uh, respect for that man. And I guess you could just consider this a love letter. Um, and I apologize if I went on too long. But uh, with no. that, I've got to I've got to figure we will we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We we did our love letter to George Carlin before. This is our love love letter to freaking Mel Brooks. Yeah, Mel Mel Brooks. If you ever actually listen to this, dude, holy shit. You are a god. You're a god among men, and I just I have nothing but respect for you. We've so. got nothing but respect for you, and also you're a god among men because you're listening to us. Yes, yeah, exactly. So the pure thought of you listening to us made me pee a little. Yeah, you know what? I, I just did too. So <laughs> uh, to not insult you, I'll just wrap this up, and I would like to say uh, thank you to Robin uh, for joining us uh, um, this episode. Yeah. And she'll be joining us again next Very episode. Soon. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you wish to plug? Uh, this is us acting professional and shit. Yeah, <laughs> plug some shit. You right. can Google me. Uh, movie trial up. I have like sixteen different blogs, makeup, and um, just stupid shit. And then I have a uh, a jewelry line that I sell on Etsy. Uh, Hellcat Cosmo. Hellcat Cosmo. C O S M O. Is that like a dot com or? A, uh, it's on the Etsy site. It's Etsy dot com, and then it has the whole slashes and the thing. And oh, okay. Just my shop title. I've seen some of her work, and it's. I don't wear jewelry, but it's fucking awesome. So. I have a YouTube channel. I'm also a movie trial up on YouTube where you can see a lot of my jewelry too. Yep. All right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, movie trial up on YouTube. Yep. Okay. Movie trial up on everywhere. Yeah. Pretty Stop much movie trial up, and then you're gonna find her everywhere. Yep. 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 Just look up movie trial up. 
Okay. And if you find any nudes, please tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like to know too. Because, <laughs> like, because we want to hit that site really quick. Yeah, yeah. like oh. We, we, we've been told uh, by some so people about Doug's nudes, so every guest we have, we want to know about their. Yeah, nudes. and yeah. that bastard flagged his before I even got started. So anyway. <laughs> oh, okay, so since this is the end, it's always going to end with. The silly well, ass game. And this one is silly, silly ass acronyms. acronyms. I'm sorry, I'm talking over you again, amigo. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> silly ass acronyms. I'm older, bitch. <laughs> so, um, with that, I will at least let you pick the word. <laughs> What's the word? Aren't you going to squeeze my cheeks in that one? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, they always do. Uh, the letters for this one will be D A N S. D A S? D A S. Okay. So, um, that would be. Um, Okay, I guess I could start that. Uh, don't eat shrimp. <laughs> yeah, past tense. You know, it's like we're the last. I told you it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb ass shit. That's the easiest one. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. obvious. Mm-hmm. Bingle ass scrotum. Definitely a stupid. What the fuck are you trying to say? I'm talking about you, a hole. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, just you know, you know where you stand. <laughs> Let's see, Dumbledore. Ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore ass shit. <laughs> it's you are that is genius. Oh you fucked up and you hit it well. Like <laughs> the S could also shame because that was pretty. I was like, oh no, please no. Devils ate my stooge. <laughs> Dingo ate Shelly. Don't answer, Sally. Okay. Okay, so there's a problem with me that all I can think of for A and S is ass and shit, right? Hey, we've done it multiple times. Your girl's shit is like all I'm thinking. Yeah. Which is uh, probably says a lot about my brain. <laughs> Sometimes you dip some ass and shit. I don't know. <laughs> dip ass <laughs> shit. That sounds like a disgusting dessert. <laughs> you know? Um, dips and shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dignity always slipping. Okay, well that's... Our, 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 our dignity is definitely slipping. <laughs> um, uh, devils aren't silly. Religious boy. Dude, it just popped in my head. <laughs> they are pretty silly, though. Yeah, I'm the devil. You saw me. Show me your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dork and snort. Nice. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every time I snort a dork. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Dork, dork, and snort. Dork, dork, and snort. Okay. Yeah. So. Dirty anagram sayers. Um, I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw that one. I, I really am. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure you're done. Oh, again, acid shit is like the. the, uh, the it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, acid no, shit is all you can do. And that's probably. Dumbass shit is, is like, man, this is dumbass shit. That's probably how I came up with the acronym. Yeah. Dumbass shit. Wow, that was a good one. I can't fucking move. So actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll throw this as a three-way tie with dumbass shit, <laughs> dignity always slipping, and dirty anagram stairs because that's all what this fucking is. Yeah, yeah, we're dirty anagram sayers. I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> I'm a dirty anagram sayer. So since, uh, Phil, you called it, you... Uh, uh, I called it, I'll end it. Anyway... Thank you for listening. This has been Nowhere, California, and may the swatch be with you. Good evening. I'm full, but not complaining. 
As with before, you have just listened to another episode of Nowhere California. And Josh is still as drunk as ever. Thor! Thor, see that Josh has a very small penis. Fine. Josh has a very small penis. <laughs> now will you leave me alone? Sure, 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 go ahead. As I was saying... Tell them they need to see me the Are you serious? Yes, 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 Perhaps I will, if you decide finally to pay me. No, 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 just do it, just do it, just do it. Please, just do it. All right, he needs tweezers to be able to see his penis. If you need more information on this or other episodes, look us up at facebook.com slash nowhere. Say you need to find it! <laughs>